Welcome to Practical Magic Musings, the podcast where you come for rituals and wisdom to live your most magical life. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's episode comes straight from you. So I have been putting it up on my Instagram recently to get episode suggestions from you guys, and I have an amazing library now from you to choose from, uh, for me to choose from. And so this episode's topic about how to create boundaries comes directly from you guys from Instagram. Um, And the question specifically was boundaries around in-laws, but I wanted to open it up, make it more broad, because all of us tend to have difficulty creating boundaries, whether it's with um, loved ones, family members, people in our lives, colleagues, um, clients. I think boundaries is sometimes one of the biggest causes of anxiety, one of the biggest causes of internal distress and us not listening to our intuition, us not taking care of ourselves. So I thought this was a really important talk uh, topic to talk about today. Um, it's something that I've dabbled with a lot and it's something that I've had to speak with um, my clients about a lot because when you first make that transition um, when you're taking care of yourself, when you're doing your morning rituals, a lot of the stuff I work with my clients um, to get them into the the habit and the routine of doing it, they also have to commit. Com- they also have to now commit to a whole different set of boundaries with people in order to keep those habits, in order to honor that time that they want to spend with themselves, and that's often a lot of the things what shoots us in the foot when we're trying to make a new habit, make a change, um, take care of ourselves, honor, you know, honor what we need is other people, right? And so before I dive deep into this, I want to do our, you know, as we always do, we start off with me sharing one of the amazing five-star reviews you guys have left on iTunes for me. I appreciate it so much. This one is from Steph's Health Journey. It says, Pure Practical Magic. Cassandra is amazing and I was just thinking about how I wanted more magical content from her (laughs) and the universe has truly blessed us. She is such a light in this world and is an amazing woman. I cannot wait to dive deep into everything she has planned for us through this podcast. So glad to have this to listen to during work and on the drive. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you, Steph. That is just the sweetest review. And for those of you um, who haven't, who love this podcast and want to do me a big favor, I would love for you to hit those five stars, write a review for every 25 new people that write a five-star review. I'm selecting one of them to get a one-on-one breakthrough session with me. Um, And actually, an exciting little announcement. I have, for the first time in years, actually re- done some of my offerings. I've switched up my offerings. I've gotten rid of a lot of things um, recently and I kind of just turned them off. And then inspired by this podcast, inspired by Practical Magic and and diving into this, I have opened up um, two new offerings. One that is a Practical Magic ritual session um, where we work together to help you create a ritual around whatever you're calling in for your life right now, whatever transition you're moving through, um, whatever you need to gain more clarity on. And then another one that is an intuitive alignment session where I help you 
fine-tune your intuition, also inspired by the recent episodes and the amount of you guys that have connected with that, and also the amount of work I've done with my clients on that. I think one of the, the most helpful things someone can do for you is really help you listen to your intuition. You know, oftentimes we go to psychics and tarot card readers and um, astrologers, right, looking for answers, and we get a quick fix, right? We get, you know, we get that little like shot of sugar, so to speak, sometimes. Um, but the truly long-lasting gift is to be able to fine-tune that intuition of yours, to be able to know those answers. So if you're curious about either of those, you can um, check out the show notes or the link in my bio on Instagram for more info on that. But without further ado, let's talk about the B word. Boundaries. Boundaries. Oh, man. Oh, man. Boundaries. So... Where to begin with boundaries? Well, Boundaries 101 is you need to teach people how to treat you. And what most of us are dealing with right now, um, if you're listening to this, you've probably already existed on this earth for 20-something, 30-something, 40-something years. Um, and, and so you have a lot of people in your network right now, whether it's in your family or your friend group or um, in the people that deal with you at work that relate to you in a certain way, that are used to being able to maybe call you whenever they want, maybe talk on the phone with you for hours, maybe, you know, wake you up in the morning and, you know, talk to you first thing, maybe um, whatever, right? They have learned how they can treat you. But what happens when we're waking up on our spiritual path, when we're becoming more conscious, more mindful, and we're learning, hey, I actually, for me to show up and be my best self, there are some things I require. And there are certain things that actually feel like violations, right? But I think the important thing to remember in all of this that I'm going to give you is to have compassion and love for these people that we're going to be communicating our boundaries with and to realize that they don't know that they're overstepping a boundary unless we communicate our boundaries. And when we communicate our boundaries without emotion, without without judging someone, without attacking someone or feeling attacked, then it's a very peaceful um, ordeal, right? So you can't always guarantee that the other person on the other side is not going to feel attacked or whatnot, but you can do your side of the street, which means showing up with what Brene Brown would call generosity, right? Assuming the best, right? So for instance, one of the the boundary lines with me that is something that I'm always kind of having to enforce is when people DM me on Instagram with a question that really would be more appropriate for an email. So, you know, we're thinking like a business question, um, maybe like a if, if they need login information for their appreciative account or something like that. It's not really appropriate to DM me with that. Um, be way more appropriate to email my assistant or, you know, even just email me, but have it in my inbox so I can actually handle that when I'm in work mode, not really what I want to be doing on Instagram. So the boundary list thing to do would be to field these queries and be frustrated and resentful and agitated about it, right? Feel 
attacked, right? And I, I this you know true story like a couple of years ago, this is kind of how I was feeling. It was really hard for me to I still sometimes can't answer all my DMs, but I was feeling super attacked sometimes by the amount of DMs I would get and it would just confuse me when it's that my emails in my bio why people would always DM me about things that were email oriented. You know, DMs are for like commenting on a story or, you know, saying a sweet thing here and there, but if it's like a matter of business, email. Anyway, so the generous thing was to realize that, hey, these people don't know the best way to contact me. And for all they think, maybe they think because they always see me on Instagram, that Instagram would be my preferred method of communication. And so, you know, there was no judgment for any of these people that have done this. And to this day, people still do it. Did it like, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, I all the time. Clients have done this, right? People, they, people I adore have done this. And it's not, again, when you realize that it's simply a matter of you communicating the boundary, then there's no nothing to be emotional about, nothing to be upset about, nothing to be, you know, there's no frustration. It's just, you know, literally what I will do is just, you know, send a little DM back. And some of you listening may have received one of these where I'm just like, oh, thanks so much for, thanks so much um, for reaching out. Would you be able to email my assistant or me or whatever? I'll give whatever the appropriate email is about this so that we can handle it during business hours. Everything gets kind of gets like lost in the the hoopla on on Instagram. It's just not reliable to make sure I'll get it done. And that's the truth of it. And that's the truth of why I have that boundary because I do want to make sure that person gets their login information or handles whatever their <laughs> their thing was. Um, and I just know it's not a reliable format for me to do on Instagram. So for things like that that you have right now, when we have a lot of tech, technical boundaries we need to create whether it's Instagram, whether it's text messages, whether it's um, email, you need to communicate with people how to treat you. You need to communicate with them what to expect from you. So for instance, in the email age, sometimes people will set up autoresponders saying, hey, I've, I've actually seen weekend autoresponders, which is, you know, I think is a little, a little sad because we should all respect the weekends, but I understand um, where it's coming from. Cause I have a lot of people that will email me multiple times on the weekends and be like, well, you know, I know you can check your email. Why aren't you checking your email on the weekends? Well, some of us want to have healthy boundaries and have a balanced life and don't need to check our emails on the weekends. Right. Um, and so can, but communicating that. And sometimes the way I communicate that is if I have a business email going on and they email me something late Friday, they're not going to get a response until Monday. And when they learn to wait, when they learn if they email you at 9.30 p.m. that they're not going to get an email to the next day, then again, this is that's a silent way of teaching people how to treat you. And if you can do that with energetically owning that, you know, when, when someone emails me like say at like 10 p.m. at night, I'm not like stressed out even if I see the email that I'm not going to answer them until the next morning. I see it. Like I'll answer them to next morning because I don't want people to think that they can email me late at night and get a response instantly. It's not a healthy boundary to set, right? And we have to be aware of both our technological and our personal boundaries in this world to protect our energy and to also just feel good, right? Because what happens is that, and if you've ever, if you can relate to this, I know a lot of the 
the people that are listening to this are going to be highly sensitive people, right? You're highly sensitive. That's why you are so intuitive and so magical. And that's why you're, you're, you're listening to this. That's why you're attracted to this Practical Magic podcast. Um, but with that also comes you're really affected sometimes by things, right? You're really affected when someone oversteps your boundaries. You're really affected when someone's like intruding into your energetic space and it can make you feel drained, make you feel anxious, make you feel physically attacked. There was a point um, early on before I was able to set better boundaries with email where I literally felt like, you know, when I went to my, when I thought about my inbox, it felt like a thousand darts coming at me right? Because I'm so sensitive. And I had to set that healthy boundary, right? I had to get really clear on, you know, the first step to boundaries is getting really clear on what is your boundary. So what's the boundary around email? What's the boundary around text? What's the boundary around, you know, your social media? Are there certain things that certain matters that you don't want to handle maybe via text or via social media? Are there certain matters? Are there certain hours you only want to be accessible on email or, or social media or text. I just had breakfast with um, one of my guy friends the other day, Ryan, and we were talking about that, just about like friend boundaries when you work for yourself and how sometimes when I'm working on a really um, intensive creative project that needs my focus and my alignment, I need to shut off my phone, put it in the other window, and not respond. And a lot of times when you work for yourself, people text you during the day a lot or call you during the day because they know you're not at an office, right? And you have to create those boundaries or you'd never get any work done, right? And so it's about making your own rules. So the first step in boundaries, which is figuring out what your boundaries are, is super empowering. It's asking you, hey, what do I need to function and feel my best. Write that down. What do I need to function and feel my best? How can I show up as my best self in this relationship, situation, et cetera, et cetera? Um, how can I show up? At, you know, it, it, this brings me to, um, if you've ever heard of those um, kind of hilarious like writers that you've maybe like seen like a joke thing of on I don't know Jimmy Fallon or something about how let's say Lady Gaga requests like two bottles of Pepsi and a diamond glass and a lavender air freshener or whatever you know all the crazy stuff in their dressing rooms well it's a little bit of a exaggeration but a great example of I think I heard J-Lo talking about, you know, they put her on blast about one of the things that she had in her thing. And she was like, listen, I asked myself, what do I need to be able to show up and get the best performance possible? And if I know the, 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 the little thing that I can do is to make sure I have the fruits I like, the water I like, the, you know, lotion I like, whatever it is in my dressing room so that like, that's one thing I don't have to think about and all my stuff is there, then that actually helps me show up and give them like a better performance because it's not having to worry about that. And that's a boundary, right? When, you know, you, you know, when they're like maybe even saying like no uh, photography before the show, right? It's an energetic boundary so that they can show up as their best self and you could judge them for it. Um, but when you understand boundaries, you won't. 
Because similarly, when you're doing a presentation at work or if you're doing a speaking engagement or a workshop, you need to also come up with those boundaries. So I feel like we could do like a bajillion boundary episodes, right? So we're going to try to make this like boundaries 101. And then if you guys want to dive deeper into this, get at me. Let me know like what specific areas of boundaries you want to go even further with. But so let's first talk about all the different areas that you want to think about boundaries in. <laughs> and so so when we think about boundaries, you want to think boundaries with um, your friends, your colleagues, your boss, your work, um, your electronic boundaries, boundaries with text ma- that, that's electronic boundaries, and then like, of course, the, um, the question that came with the in-laws, right? So... With your in-laws or with your parents, if you're married, right, then you have to kind of ex- open this conversation to your spouse as well. Um, but but it, it still goes the same way, right? It's asking yourself in this situation. So for the sake of this podcast, um, I want you to think of an area where you feel like your boundaries are being stepped on, where you feel a little frustrated. Maybe you feel a little drained. Maybe you don't feel like you're being able to show up as your best self or have the time you need or do the things that you need to do to show up that way and focus on that one area, those couple areas, right? So let's say one of the common ones that I see with clients is when they are wanting to have a strong morning ritual. So one of the first things we do is create what they're going to do to start their day, and it's usually a meditation, some journaling, maybe making some tea, just a little quiet time. So anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, depending on um, how much time they can allot. And this is usually the number one thing that we have to begin instituting boundaries around, because maybe it's boundaries with your spouse and kids. Uh, maybe it's boundaries if your in-laws are staying with you, or your parents come over, or you're at your parents' house, you're visiting for the holidays, right? Um, once again, you need to communicate to them what you need and you shouldn't assume that they know and you shouldn't assume that they're trying to step on you or trying to invade your space, right? I think that's sometimes what happens when we get, when we communicate our boundaries from that place of assuming the other person is guilty of something, it doesn't go well. And the truth is 99% of the time, they're not guilty of something, I remember this was a big one for me as well. When I, you know, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18, right? And I never moved back um, after college. And so I remember even early on in my spiritual path, I would go home for the holidays or, you know, just for a couple days here and there. And I would always become so anxious because as soon as I woke up in the morning, my mom would be shouting and be like, oh, like, well-meaning, you know, like I made coffee, like come down, let's sit, like I'll make breakfast or whatever. And inside I was boiling because I'm like, I just want an hour to meditate. You know, I just want some alone time in the morning. I feel so good when I'm by myself and I get to do my morning routine and then I go home and no one lets me have 20 minutes of peace when I wake up in the morning. I feel like I have to be a ninja and pretend I'm not awake. Um, and like, (laughs) there were times I'd even like try to like hold my, my morning pee in so that they wouldn't know I was awake so I could finish my morning ritual, right? Crazy stuff, right? The things we do instead of communicating. (laughs) I, come on, if you guys can relate to that, I want a five star (laughs) or like a thumbs up on YouTube, right? If you're watching. (laughs) 
Um, so, but eventually I was like, this is ridiculous. And so I had the epiphany that I, this was a non-negotiable. My morning routine was non-negotiable. I was not wanting to go home anymore because I hated how anxious I felt and how, you know, how invaded I felt, how my nice little spiritual routine was so invaded when I was home. And I just decided to have a conversation. So, but I didn't do it from a place of you do anything wrong. Here's what I said. I remember I was home. I'd made this decision. And the night before when I was going to bed, I told my mom because my, my dad's never really like awake in the morning. He takes, he's like, does his own thing. So it's always my mom that like wants to make breakfast and have coffee and you know, like can like hear any creak in the floorboards, right? And so I was like, mom, you know, I've really been trying to do this new morning routine where I wake up and I meditate and I journal and it's been really helping me and I feel good and it's making me feel happier. So I just want you to know in the morning, even if I wake up and I like come down, I use the restroom or I get a glass of water or something like that, I'm going to go back upstairs and meditate and journal for another half an hour and then I'll be available to come down and I'll have breakfast with you and all that stuff. But I just want to let you know what's going on because I think in the morning I'm like half asleep and she was like, oh, cool, that's awesome. And I will say to this day, maybe there have been less than a handful of times, and this has been years now, less than a handful of times where she has, you know, pulled the like, oh, like, like, come get breakfast. And I will just say, oh, mom, I'm, I'm not done meditating yet. I'll be down in, in another 20 minutes, you know, and then she'll remember and she'll be like, oh, okay, sorry, forgot about that. Don't worry. And it really has made all the difference in staying home. And I know that so many of my clients are scared to have that conversation. And I can tell you that, um, you know, I, I love my mom, but my, you know, my, my mom, I would say on the, you know, she is uh, not, she, <laughs> how do I say this? Um, you know, she could be a difficult one uh, as far as boundaries and stuff like that go and communicating that. So I really do believe that if I was able to have success with that, you can really have success with that. Um, it's just all in how you communicate it. Like I didn't say, hey, you know, it really bothers me like when you, you know, try to have coffee with me as soon as I wake up or whatever. I just said, hey, I enrolled her, which this is another big, great boundary tactic, especially for family and loved ones, people that are really close in your life. If you're trying to do something good for you, let's say your boundary is, you know, you really want to go to sleep by 10 p.m. at night or you're really trying to use the phone less early in the morning when you're, you know, still waking up or whatever it is. If you can enroll your friends or your family members or your loved ones into this new habit that you're trying and and make them feel like they can help you with this, make them feel that you're like kind of letting them in and they're helping you out by not doing this thing <laughs> or by giving you some extra time. Um, like for instance, you know, uh, of course I've worked with women that have kids, um, and they're like, oh, how am I going to get time to meditate in the morning? I'm like, well, can you sit down and can we, can, can you enroll your husband or maybe even your kids, depending on how old they are in this new possibility of mom having 20 minutes of quiet time or 10 minutes of quiet time even, 
right? And oftentimes, if you come at it from, hey, I'm so excited to really honor this thing that I really want to do that's for me, that's going to make me feel my best and make me happier and make me show up even better for you, people are all about. And now they feel like they can be of service. Now you're not boxing them out by taking that time for yourself. You're actually including them in in that time by allowing them to help you in holding that space. And most people will feel excited to help you hold that space. Um, again, other other boundaries around, I think I was just mentioning this with my friend who I was out to breakfast with and we were talking about with friends. You know, his thing is that if you text him late at night or early in the morning, he's not going to respond to you until like an appropriate time the next day because he doesn't like to be on his phone super late at night and he doesn't like to be, you know, responding to people, talking to people via text message early in the morning when he wakes up, right? Which is completely reasonable. Um, And it was driving him crazy that his friends kept on texting him late at night. They would text him at like 1130 or 12 o'clock, right? Until finally he just texted back and said, hey, just so you know, if you keep texting me this late, I'm don't expect, I'm going to see it. But I'm not going to respond to you probably until like 10 a.m. tomorrow after I've gone through my morning stuff, woken up, handled some work um, because it's too late for me to be on my phone. And so most of his friends got that. And when they text him, even if they do text him at night because that's when they're thinking of something, they'll be like, hey, I know you're not going to respond to this until tomorrow. No worries. But just while I was thinking of it, I wanted to make sure you knew X, Y, and Z. And so, again, there's no pressure because he's communicated what's going on. You know, um, when I was writing my last book, I communicated to a lot of people in my life, hey, I'm going to be deep in the trenches writing. If I don't get back to you for a few days via text messages or call, like just know it's not personal. This is like what I need to do to like harness my energy for this book right now. So, again, it's all about communicating from a place of compassion and generosity and enrolling people in your your possibility, your good thing that you're doing for yourself. And, you know, the times when I've even put, um, when I even told people about, you know, my boundaries, even via email, I have been astounded by the times that it actually inspired people, right? Um I remember early on in my career when I started doing the no emails on the weekends thing, um, there would be people that I would feel still feel a little guilty about it, you know, because I was new to it. And then on Monday when I wrote back, I was like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm really trying to practice what I preach and be an example of holistic lifestyle balance. So I don't check emails on the weekends unless I like I'm in the middle of like some sort of urgent thing, but I, I just don't do business on the weekends. Um... And more than, more than often, the response would be, wow, that's really inspiring. You do practice what you preach. And actually, I'm going to want to start in introducing that because I think I would feel more refreshed come Monday if I didn't answer emails all weekend, right? And so you inspire other people to have healthy boundaries with your boundaries, right? When you are, when I was on, um, I was on a group trip um, for, I forgot what it was now, (sighs) 
for some work thing, some work things. So there was a bunch of us bloggers, influencers, um, on a trip, and I had really specific requests. I needed to have a separate bedroom. I was going to keep my door closed and meditate in the morning until you know I wasn't. You know, I just had my own energetic boundaries around it, and it inspired. I think some of the other girls on the trip to own their own energetic boundaries as well and to be like, oh, wow, I'm not going to be afraid to ask for, you know, I was teaching on the trip as well. So that was a big thing for me when I'm teaching. I'm like really like a boundaries ninja because I need my energy and I won't let my teaching suffer because, you know, my energy is leaking because my boundaries aren't strong. So I think it's really important when we have clear boundaries and we don't feel resentful, then we don't feel attacked or frustrated with people. We don't, you know, get into that that yucky zone because we're just owning it. So moral of the story is I want you to ask your life, ask your life, ask your life now, <laughs> ask yourself right now. Where are the areas where I feel my boundaries are being stampled on? Where do I feel like I am leaking energy? Where do I feel, um, I wouldn't say crushed. That's pretty dramatic. But when I think about it, I think of like like being like crumpled, right? It's like when you have healthy boundaries, you feel like expansive and free. And when your boundaries aren't healthy, you do sometimes feel like you're being like squished, right? You're being uh, you're being squished because you're not honoring your boundaries, literally like your territory, right? Um, which is again, it's so important. So ask yourself what you truly need. What do you need? Um, And can you communicate that? Can you communicate that from a place of generosity, from a place of compassion and love, and in a way where you're inspiring that other person to help you uphold it, right? Um, And even if that person is your in-laws, right? Like the uh, specific question, right? If that person is your in-laws or even a boss, like maybe someone that's a little bit scarier to enforce boundaries with, if you do it from a place of generosity and compassion and enrolling them and letting them know what's in it for them, okay? People, if you're just like, hey, you know... Could you, you know, I know that you love to like just show up any weekday for dinner, right, to your in-laws, but could you just not do that? Could you uh, call me and and let me know like 48 hours in advance when you want to come over for dinner? Um, Then then they might feel a little off-put by that, right? If, you know, your boss like calls you at all hours and you're like, hey, could you just not call me at all hours? Could you only you know, call me here and there, and you don't explain what's in it for them, then they might not have the most favorable reaction. They might feel attacked. They might feel like you're trying to make them wrong, right? And that's not what you want because when we put them, when we put the other person that we're trying to communicate with in a place where they feel like they're wrong, then that make that doesn't that doesn't encourage them to want to uphold our boundaries, right? 
So, but if you communicate powerfully what's in it for them, so for instance, you know, when I had that conversation with my mom about the, my morning ritual, I was like, listen, I am like a thousand percent a better human. I'm happier. I'm in a better mood when I, if I just get my meditation done, I get my drone done. So if I can just do that, then I'll be just way more delightful of a daughter to sit with you and have coffee and like watch the morning news or whatever we're going to do, right? And so she was like, okay, that sounds like a great trade for me. I will trade in Cranky Cassandra for her having her hour in the morning to herself before we have coffee. Um, and, you know, you can't totally, if you ever meet my mom, uh, my mom will tell you 100%. I am a much better, more delightful daughter after I have meditated and had my little time in the morning. And so she happily helps me keep that boundary when I'm at home. If you, same thing, communicate to your in-laws. So let's say I'm just making up the problem. I, I, there was no specific problem given to me in the suggestion. But so let's say the problem with in-laws is if you guys live close by and they drop by whenever to have dinner. And you're like, well, you know, I, sometimes I just want to have a night alone with my husband. Sometimes I want to keep my sweatpants on and I don't want to make dinner. Whatever your thing is, right? You, you own that right. So if you communicate it to them, hey, you know, we love having you guys over for dinner, but sometimes, you know, I feel like when it's so last minute, I can't really show up in the way that I want to take care of you guys. In the future, um, would you be able to help me out, right? So listen to how I say that. Would you be able to help me out by... You know, giving me, you know, a heads up, maybe let me know early on that week if you're planning on coming by one night for dinner this way. I'd love to go grocery shopping. I just want to make sure like, you know, like we have everything ready, right? And you, and, and maybe that's like the thing or whatnot, but you enroll them in the possibility of a better experience for all of you if they uphold your boundary. Right, And then they don't feel like, oh my God, I'm not allowed to drop over my son's house because his wife doesn't like it when we just drop in uninvited. They think, oh, well, his wife like really wants to make sure like she shows up uh, for us and we have a nice dinner and, and whatnot. How sweet. Of course, I'll let her know on Monday if we plan on coming by that week, right? And then that gives you the opportunity, of course, also to set a healthy boundary and let them know, you know what? This week we're too crazy and, you know, we can't, I don't think we can accommodate that. And the thing about boundaries is that it's an uncomfortable conversation at first, right? It's an uncomfortable conversation because on a certain level, we're worried that we're going to rock the boat. We're worried that we're going to cause conflict. We're worried that, you know, we're going to shake something up and it's going to upset someone. But you need to go out on the limb because this is for your own well-being. You need to have this conversation, um, which is why um, I'm really trying to reiterate how to have the conversation in a way that can be successful. And you can be powerful. I think different people will definitely have different opinions on this, but I am a big believer in you get a lot more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Um, and so, and I don't even know if that's the right thing, but I know you guys know what I mean with that, right? So if you kill them with sweetness, kill them with kindness, drown them in the love, right? And and enroll them in that possibility of it working for both of you, right? So for instance, same thing when someone sends me that, going back to that DM example on Instagram, I want them to email me because 
not because I don't want to deal with them while I'm on Instagram, because I want to make sure that I take care of them. And I know if they're in, if they, they email me, if they honor that boundary, then I guarantee that they will be taken care of, right? So when you enroll people in the why, right, which I think is a very generous thing to do. No, you don't have to. Yes, no is a complete sentence. You know, you absolutely don't have to. And certain things, depending on the situation, might not require that. But I do think when you're dealing with people like colleagues or clients or bosses um, or in-laws or family or, or loved ones like that, it does benefit the relationship for you to communicate with sweetness and openness and generosity and make sure that you're not putting them in a position to feel attacked, right? And like I said, all this being said, there are still going to be people that are going to feel attacked. There are still going to be people that are going to have a hard time respecting your boundaries. There are going to be people that you're going to tell them and they're going to ignore it. And you're going to have to stand your ground. And you might have to be a little firmer the next time. You might have to teach by action instead, you know, um, like a silly example, but a potent example, you know, if your in-laws were coming over last minute, you know, and that's what they want. And maybe they, you're like, all right, guys, well, I guess we're just going to have to order pizza because I didn't know you guys were coming over. We were planning on going out to dinner. We don't have any food shopping, you know, whatever. Not saying you should like make them suffer, but you can reiterate your your communication around that and be like, hey, you know, for instance, if your boss is always trying to talk to you like after hours, you know, you could say something like, hey, you know, I'm going to call you back at a time when I'm in front of my computer so I can make sure that I handle whatever we talk about immediately. But if I pick up the phone at 9 p.m. when I'm out to dinner with my with my partner and and get some quick glimpses of what was going on, by the time I get home, get to my computer, so much is going to be lost in translation. I just don't think that that's the most effective, efficient way for us to work. So if you call me when I'm, you know, after 9 p.m. or whatever your boundary is right there, I'm just going to let it go to voicemail. And I promise you I'll call you back, you know, the next day when I'm at my computer. And once again, if you enroll them in the possibility of why you're doing it, right? Hey, I want to do it because I'm not 110% focused on you when I'm out doing something and you call me and it's going to get lost in the wire. I'd rather make sure that I'm, I'm at a time where I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. People will respond to that. Um, and once again, this is another spiritual initiation. This is part of your process of owning your energetic boundaries, of owning the importance of what you need, right? Boundaries are your rules. They're your rules. And you get to enforce them. If your, um, you know, your energetic space is your castle, you get decide you get to decide like when the gates down for people to enter. You get to decide, you know, when the guard changes. You get to decide who gets to come in, and who gets to come out. Right? And you need to take that power because no one is going to give it to you. And I think I should say that again. You need to take that power <laughs> with your boundaries because no one's going to give it to you. Nobody um 
you know, there are people that are psychic, but, you know, I'm going to go on a limb and say the people that you're thinking about right now who need help, you know, uh, honoring your boundaries are not psychic. (laughs) They're not psychic. They don't know what you're not communicating. They don't know that they're overstepping boundaries by your irritation or by your side glances or by your frustration or your resentment or your shortness with them. They're not getting the message. And if you can instead of wasting all that energy feeling violated, feeling, um, you know, like that judging that person, like, you know, why don't they understand this? Like how rude, who would do that? You know, whatever. And instead, use that conversation to get clear on what, okay, I'm feeling my boundaries infringed upon in X area. And what do I need to feel good, right? So I got really clear on that when I was home with my parents. I was like, okay, for me to feel good, I understand that I'm going to have a lot less solo time when I'm home with my parents, obviously, right? I live by myself, right? Um, So I get that. I'm home. I'm meant to spend time with my family. That's part of the deal. But what do I need to be my best? You know what? I need an hour in the morning. I need an hour in the morning. I need my meditation. I need my journaling. I want to be able to read my Course in Miracles or read whatever book I'm reading. I need some time just to like do my thing before I enter into that world. And that makes me better. And so when you get really clear on what you need, right, even if it's around emails, well, what do I need to feel good about emails? Well, you know what? I need to have two blocks of time a day where I answer emails, not answering them on the weekends, maybe put up an away message, let people know I'm not answering emails on the weekends, whatever it is, right? What do I need to feel less guilty about not answering my friends during the day when they text me when I'm working on work projects? Well, maybe when I'm going into a busy season on a project, I communicate with the people that I know that text me the most and just let them know what's going on. Boundaries are all about loving communication, loving communication and I cannot stress that enough I feel like nowadays more than ever we live in a world where people are kind of snapping first and explaining later and I want to encourage y'all not to do that um to just to give someone the benefit of the doubt when you have the first conversation um and and to enroll them in why you're setting this boundary and why it's for both of your benefits because then you also have the opportunity to inspire them. We all feel better if we set healthy boundaries, if we honored what we actually need, right? And boundaries are a form of self-love. I think I'll wrap up on this note. Boundaries are a form of self-love. So the more you, you know, this is another thing I see with my clients, the more that they honor and set boundaries, the more that they communicate those little things with people that they love, then the more it reinforces them. It's like you're being your own caregiver. You're being your own protector, right? So many of us feel like we put the needs of everyone else above ourselves. And the truth is there's nothing selfish or wrong with you having healthy boundaries to prioritize what you need. You're going to be a better mom or a better parent. You're going to be a better boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, um, a better sister, a better brother, a better cousin, a better colleague, a better boss, a better neighbor. You're, you're better when you're at your best. And no one knows what you need 
to be at your best as well as you do. And it is your job to communicate with that, with them, with the people that you love, to communicate it with love and generosity and share that so that they can show up for you in that way. And like I said, yeah, it's going to require some difficult conversations, but you know, um, it's worth it. It's really worth it. This is your life. This is your rules and you get you get to have the life that you want, but you got to you got to stake your claim for it. You know, that's like the difference between people that allow everyone to take their time and the people that that, you know, create the space or the thing they really want in their life, right? Is the people that are willing to ask for it. The people are going to say, "Hey, I'm sure every mom on the planet <laughs> could say I'll never have time to meditate because my you know my kids wake up early you know yada 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 right and would have a valid reason for that to be true right but how many moms do you know that make the time for it because they know and they figure out whatever they have to do whether it's working out a deal with their dad or working out a deal with the babysitter or the grandma or something at certain times maybe they don't always meditate in the morning maybe they get creative and do it at different times in the day maybe it's when the kids are napping right? But for the moms out there that meditating is a non-negotiable to show up as their best selves, they figure it out. And I think that's a beautiful example because I know how genuinely hard juggling that can be. Um, But all things in life are like that, right? We all are juggling at this point. Most of us, I'm sure if you're listening to this, we're all juggling a million things. But you have to decide what's a priority to you. You have to decide what are the things that you need in your life, what are the boundaries you need for you to show up as your best self? And no one, no one can know that, communicate that, or honor them but you. So I hope that this episode inspired you to think about what boundaries you need to be setting, what areas can you reclaim some territory in by having a loving, generous, open communication and stating your boundaries. Um, I would love, love, love to hear from you in the comments. Tell me what boundaries you're excited to set and if you need some help on, you know, uh, communicating exactly what that is, let me know below and I'll definitely be responding to all the comments um, and, and helping guide you in that. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Please give me five stars on iTunes and write a little ditty. I would love that. Um, like I said, every 25 reviews, I'm going to pick someone to get a one-on-one session with me. Um, thank you so much for listening to Practical Magic Music. It's my pleasure to be here and I hope that this has served you.